Hello, everybody. Welcome to your very favorite Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I am your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be looking at some Spidey comics from the UK. That's right. And because we're, we have Gia Jolie rejoining us this week again. Thank you for joining us, Jolie. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Woo! And because we're doing comics from the United Kingdom, we thought we would uh, track down our pal who was born in the United Kingdom, Harry. Harry, say hello. Good day. (laughs) Cheerio! (laughs) All right. Cheerio, they say it there. (laughs) And also joining Harry, we have uh, our good friend Tori. Hello, Tori. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not uh, English. I'm American. Okay, okay but Harry, t- let's be let's be clear. Harry, you're not English. You are. Tell us. I'm Welsh. That's right. <laughs> and what town? I have English family, so. Okay, and, and, and what what city in Wales were you born in? I was uh, born a couple of uh, miles out of a tiny village called Sam Pumpsite. What is it called? Sam Pumpsite. Okay. This is beyond yeah, my range of understanding. Okay, that's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> so, uh, when was the last time you were you were there? Um, two years ago? Was it two years ago? Yeah. Was two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Tori, have you ever have you ever visited there, Tori? Yeah, we usually go back for Christmas. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Um, so we didn't you didn't make go it last year. year, but the year before mm-hmm. we were. Um, so yeah, it was lovely. I really enjoy it there. Yeah, it's a good time. That's awesome. That's so cool. Okay, so <laughs> so just so everyone knows here, uh, so Harry, you are a moderate comic. You were a comic book reader, right? At least you were when you were younger, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not I wasn't. Uh, I'm not a uh, as uh, knowledgeable about comics as you guys. Obviously, it's not my memory isn't the best for <laughs> comics I was reading when I was younger. But I do have definite fondness for Spider-Man, and uh, and now I read more sort of uh, less superhero stuff than more obscure things like um, uh, yeah, not so much of the Superman comics, but. Well, what's one, what's one comic? Them. What's one comic you read like in the last few years you've read? Um, Rush Limit. I really love Rush Limit. Okay, I've never read that. Interesting. And, yeah, okay, okay, Tori. Tori, Tori, have you before yeah. this week have you ever read any comics, Tori? Um, I do have a Tank Girl comic book. Uh, awesome. I really like Tank Girl. Um, but today I read my very first Spider-Man comic and, uh, I really started to get into Spider-Man this year. Um, everybody's been spending a lot of time at home and, uh, I learned how to play video games and we got the Spider-Man game and it was awesome and I loved playing it. So I've been getting pretty big into Spider-Man and so I'm pretty excited to be on a Spider-Man podcast. It's also my first Ooh. podcast. So oh, a lot cool. of firsts. Yeah, very exciting. Awesome. So thanks for having us. For sure. Thank you for joining us. So here's the thing is that we've been reviewing Spider-Man comics for over, what, a year and a half now? And 
these comics that we read this week are different from any other comics that we've read so far because these are the first ones ever created just for the UK market, okay? So what had happened was, is Marvel was publishing, uh, they were reprinting their comics in the UK, but they were, uh, they were in a different format. Like, you know, American comics are like, how, whatever size they are, whatever thickness, 32 pages. British comics, at least at the time, were bigger pages, but less, less pages. They were in black and white. And so they were a completely different format. And so usually what they would do is they would publish half of an American story or a third of an American story and then fill it up with other stories like Battlestar Galactica or the Hulk or whatever. And so at this point, American Spider-Man comics were about, were about at number uh, whatever, 268 or whatever, 258. And the UK Spider-Man was at like 600 and something. And so at this point, Spider-Man was getting his black costume, the alien symbiote. And they were worried in the UK that the English kids would reject the black costume. They wouldn't like it. And so they created the story at just in case they wouldn't like it. And it would fill up the time that it would take to reprint the American story where Spidey got the black costume. So that's why the story exists. And so, and that's why we're reviewing it. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so let's talk about briefly about, so the creators in this book are um, Mike Collins and Barry Kitson. Uh, G.I. Julie, I know you said you did some research on Barry Kitson. Did you want to talk about him at all? Um, I only wanted to talk about him in the context, like for all, we're going to talk about all four of the books at the, at once, which I suggest we do. Um, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> he was only the uh illustrator for one issue which was the first issue and that's why i wanted to um to look into him because i honestly i know him from uh more recent work and uh more of sorry more of his later comic book work and not this one because i was surprised that the artwork was not so good mm-hmm. But I mean, if we want to talk about him in the context of Spider-Man Weekly, um, this was his first ever professional work. So, oh boy, okay. So, so that makes of, total sense. Yeah, they kind of went to the they, they scraped the bottom of the barrel, then didn't they? A little bit. Well, not really. I mean, he, I think that they, I think that they picked someone good. They, they didn't pick somebody. Um, oh my god, I don't want to say that out loud. I almost did. I they didn't just pick somebody. They picked a talented artist. He's not as talented as the regular artist, which is what What's his name? Sorry. Uh Ron Friends? No. Uh The man who who jo- um the John 2 Ramita? 3 No. 2 3 and 4 of the comic book that we're talking about, Collins? Oh, Mike Collins, Mike Collins. Oh. That's it. Yeah. So it wasn't Collins. And I, I um, who ended up just writing and illustrating the rest of the issues um, just on his own. I don't know if that was like a choice or if someone loved Kitson so much that they stole him away. I don't know. But um, it wasn't the same as the art in the next three issues. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I, I actually, I think Mike Collins only drew the last one. I think Barry Kitson did the first three. But in any case, they split up the art duties. Okay, so anyway, we'll confirm that later. But uh, Barry Kitson is uh, more, uh, famous to American audiences for doing uh, Legion of Superheroes, Superman, um, Empire. Mostly, with, he works with Mark Waid a lot. 
I personally have never been a big fan of his art, but because Mark Wade likes him, I don't want to diss him. But also because this is his first professional assignment, we're going to be a little bit more forgiving. But let's just summarize this plot really quickly. Basically, uh, Peter Parker, or sorry, Spider-Man gets invited to appear on a TV show in the UK. At the very same time, Peter Parker gets sent to the UK by Robbie Robertson to go and take pictures of Spider-Man appearing on this TV show. Very convenient, right? That's okay, though. Mm-hmm. Very typical. That's fine. That's it's a kind of like a me and Josh have talked about this before about you know about you know you have like a regular TV show where the characters in the TV show take a little left turn. Like for example, the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch goes to California, or Seinfeld goes to LA, or whatever it may be. That's exactly what this is. That's fine. But then for some reason, the story takes a weird turn where Spider Man runs into this kind of cyborg named. Um, Oh boy, what is what's his name again? Uh, uh Assassin Eight. Assassin. Oh yeah, which is Assassin a little Eight. ridiculous. <laughs> and basically, this guy who's called Dark Man, we, we find out in the credits, he's not actually called that, but in the credits, he's called Dark Man. He is he convinces Assassin Eight that Spider Man is the cause of his war injuries. So Assassin Eight is obsessed with uh, tracking him down and killing him. And then basically he tries to do that. Spider-Man defeats him. Spider-Man saves the day. Spidey comes back home. The end. So that's pretty much the story. Uh, I can I can only say that um, if this is the first Spider-Man story that you've ever read, Tori, it's probably not the best example. But uh, I had a lot of questions. There's a lot of gaps. Okay. Yes. Okay. There's a lot of gaps. Okay. So first, okay, let's just say. So Harry, you've read Spider-Man comics before, right? Yeah. Okay, can you just tell us, based on uh, the other Spider-Man comics you read, what is your review, or what is your impression of this Spidey story? It felt it felt a bit gimmicky, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because it's okay. a trip to the UK, and I guess I have that sort of perspective as well, because I'm actually British, so I could pick up on what, like, um, what was his name? Number eight. Assassinate. Assassinate. Yeah, Yeah, he had a very uh, posh British accent, which is weird, I thought. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So, at at the very least, Um, though, like it it wasn't, it was not written by American writers. At least it was written by a British writer. So, did it feel? It didn't feel authentic to you, or what? Yeah, not not really. It didn't feel like the authentic Spider-Man that I was used to. But um, yeah, and it felt like a, a. I don't know, a bit of a gimmicky trip to to the UK. I wasn't totally bought on on the fact that he would just up and leave for an interview. <laughs> or okay. What it was, yeah. Yeah. Um but I it was fun, like I enjoyed I enjoyed reading it, but uh yeah, didn't get as fully into it as some of the other stories I used to. Okay. So okay, Tori Well the cartoon, the cartoon was better, isn't it? Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk about the cartoon soon. We all love the cartoon, but uh, Tori, Tori, you said you had some questions. Let's hear your questions about this comic. Well, just when he was talking about, um, you know, uh, his war injuries and things like that, I didn't have any background of where Spider-Man had went, but he did mention that he had never been to that specific place. Sorry, remind me what? Do you guys remember what country it was? Oh, I can't remember. I, I, I will I try to find, find it as it. we're talking here. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I had 
no idea if Spider-Man had gone there because he was in the UK, so he is a traveler. Angola. Mm-hmm. Angola, oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and then uh, I also had a question, is there other assassins, one through seven? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Uh, right? Yeah, th- that's... <laughs> you're... Uh, those are pretty good questions because I don't think we've ever seen this character before. Okay. Um, I don't think it's ever really brought up. Neither is the fact that Spidey uh, was ever in a war or ever in Angola, but I'm assuming that it's just going to be a setup from that, like, Man in the Shadows, Dark Man. I'm assuming it's a setup, so, yeah. So Assassinate has never turned up after this again? No, I looked it up. He has never shown up ever again. So wow. <laughs> he didn't wow. make much of an impression, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. I, and uh, Whatever. I mean, Assassin 1 to 7, there would not have been a pun. There would be no pun in their name. So that's why they went straight to 8, right? Right. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird Spider-Man story. I mean... I kind of enjoyed it maybe a little bit more because uh, it was refreshing. Like, it was very different from what we're normally reviewing on the podcast. It's very, like, you know, you you kind of have that, like, a little bit of a repetitiveness because they're telling Spider-Man stories monthly, but we're reading three of them weekly. So it feels maybe a little bit more repetitive um, in hindsight when we're, like, reviewing it like that. So they kind of, like, bring back these, like, problems that Peter Parker has with his family and rent. And then they're going back to the Daily Bugle. And, you know, it's kind of like everyday occurrences for him. So kind of pushing him out of his element and bringing him into, like, a brand new city was pretty nice. And then um, even when they bring back that, like, those small familiar things, like the Bugle, it's kind of still different and flipped on its head where... Everybody loves Spider-Man there, and they love Peter Parker. So it was kind of uh, refreshing to read some comics where they where it wasn't like the same thing. Um, I right. could definitely see why this would be like a really strange first comic for Spider-Man, though, because it also feels like everything that you normally get with Spider-Man was just thrown out the window for these comics. So it's definitely yeah. a strange for a strange first uh, story. Definitely, yeah. Like- totally different setting um but it was nice to to see that uh peter parker was being appreciated they even mentioned (laughs) something like oh yeah not a lot of love at home yeah right yeah (laughs) because he gets a lot of crap from his boss it was nice to see him appreciate a little bit yeah yeah the fans love him yeah right wait (laughs) what did you say harry the fans love him in the uk but i was a bit like yeah, I'm sure he has fan. He had fans in America at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what's really crazy too that you say that is that like he has he does have fans in the UK, but did anyone read those letter columns in the back? I did not. No, know. but I, I I included those because I knew I knew you would, but I, I skimmed them a little bit. But did you read them, Julie? Oh my goodness! One, it's like reading the Facebook comment thread like for a local newspaper it's intense like we thought north americans were angry like the uk is on a whole nother level they're bitching about all sorry 
they're complaining about all kinds of stuff especially spider-man going to the uk they don't like it they they're not having it they're not here for his uk adventure they're like no we signed up we signed up for like american spider-man um i guess i understand sort of interesting Right? It's like why they, they, they signed up to read a comic book about a character who lives in New York and then um it's like escapism, right? So it's like suddenly he's like, you know, in your backyard, you're like, nah, no, I'm not into it. Get him out of here. Yeah. Well it's just like uh, when I when I watch Harry Potter, I don't want Harry Potter to be, you know, have a Brooklyn accent, right? I want him to be British, right? Is it like the same thing you think? Maybe. I mean, I like the idea that they had like a. Now we're talking about Harry Potter. Um, the idea that there's like wizard mythology in upstate New York and Ilvermorny is a school that exists is almost like. No. Why did there have to be an American school? Is it because Americans just want and everything too? No. Just keep it where it is. Um, also, they seem to be pretty angry about Indiana Jones getting a comic as well. There's like all kinds of stuff that they're angry about. Hmm. Apparently at the time, Marvel UK canceled X-Men and the Hulk and Thor. And they're just, it's like, if you get a chance to read the letters columns from issue 608, that's where the intensity, it, 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 it just brews there. Um, it escalates with the next issue. It's just like, oh my it, goodness! I, yeah, it, I missed the whole thing. Are you skimming, I'm Josh? One right now, from Alan Richardson, and his starts out by saying, "Dear Marvel, let me start by saying I hate, hate, hate Indiana Jones." <laughs> well, that's because no, that's because yeah, like these these comics would not just be Spider Man. Like this issue actually had. I think uh, the last Starfighter and the Hulk and probably Indiana Jones was in a previous one. So they would just fill up these comics with other stories, right? Just to fill the space. So that's why they're talking about all those other uh, comics probably. Oh yeah. And not, not only were the fans, typical neck beardy types, but the, the editors who replied to this stuff were so sassy. Mm. It's, it's kind of like, it, it's like a telenovela in the back of a book. I like. Oh I love God. it. I enjoyed all reading tea, it. All shade. All tea. All shade. Jumping back to Alan Richardson. <laughs> Alan, Alan, my man, Alan over here. He says, if if you do bring Spidey over here to Britain, please give the Black Cat an alternate ending. And then in brackets, he writes, "Like kill her. I cannot stand her." <laughs> Wow. Oh man, Alan Richardson. The right? Of I, it all. I thought he was gonna be a homie for Black Cat, but he <laughs> is not there. Wow. Wow. Okay, so he's the this? angriest what? man in the UK. <laughs> or so Cumbria we, at least. We briefly touched on the art. Uh now obviously I'm gonna assume that uh we don't think this art is as good as the art by Ron Friends or John Romita Jr. Uh, Harry and Tori, what was your impression of the art in this story? Especially well, going, I, thought it was, I thought it was interesting that it was in black and white, um, even though I'm not like uh, big into comics. When you think about a comic, I think about lots of color and, and things like that. And so I was 
interesting this is in black and white, but we've already touched on that. Um, yeah, so that was my observation of that. Harry? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Not bad. Um, I did find some of the characters interesting how they're drawn. as All their muscular features were very prominent. <laughs> okay. Not a complaint. Not a complaint. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was all right. It was, you know, not amazing, but. All right, no um, pun intended, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, what about like, okay, the art, you know what? I thought the art was fine. It was like nice, it was neat, mm-hmm. but you can tell that this is a, a, like an, a young artist just starting out because it just looks very, I, I don't want to say amateur, but it does. It looks really amateur. Right. I, I didn't mind the art in the issues. What I really wasn't a big fan of was the covers. Oh, really? I thought the covers were I, better than the art. Okay. I don't know. It just, I, I guess maybe I'm just not a big fan of like the hyper realistic like rendering, like mm-hmm. the painting style of it. Usually I don't. I like. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Specifically? I, I, like, I like the classic looking um, comic covers that kind of look like the inside. I didn't quite like it. Black and white. Like it does make it look classic. Mm-hmm. You know? Jolie, yeah, it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna ask Josh specifically which cover he was talking about. I'm just like flipping through them. Uh, uh, Six oh eight. I think okay. I think it was the the one that had like the. Um, yeah, I don't think any of the other ones did. Yeah, it was like the dragons. I, I didn't hate it. It's not. It's not like it was badly done. It's just like not it looks my like favorite it, style. It looks like it should be airbrushed on the side of like a big black panel right. van. Or like it's like a cover of like a really like crummy novel that you would find at the checkout of a grocery store. I could see that. Yeah, it looks weird with the dragons. But I have a question about yeah. this with the the whole dragons and um, his dreams and that he was seeing things that weren't really there. Does mm-hmm. um, um, who is this guy? Like, does he come up later? It's not explained in these comics. Is it? Does it have any links with Mysterio? No, like, no. Apparently, none of these none of these characters ever come back again. <laughs> no, because here's the thing: is that <clears throat> this was an experiment, right? Number one, it was to see to kind of like tie the readers over if they didn't like the black costume, but it was also to test whether uh, readers wanted to see original. UK created stories in the UK and apparently it didn't work because they didn't do it again for like eight years. <laughs> okay. Right. So I don't think this was, this was a big success, unfortunately. I personally blame Alan Richardson. It's Alan's fault. <laughs> All Alan's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that's the thing is like, I don't even know what to say. Like other than like the only other thing we talk about is like the dialogue, but like Harry, you already said you thought the dialogue was a little bit, phony kind of like it didn't really feel authentic or yeah because they're trying to sort of push the gimmicky british things in it um it wasn't too, it could have it could have been worse for sure it could have been more overboard but, but you, you um, said it was from uk writers correct yeah technically they are yeah so, they're all british yeah. so maybe oh. they just tried too hard and then it kind of backfired obviously yeah. because right. british 
people I, don't like it. I did like seeing things like there was a classic British pub that popped up at some point in there. Yeah, Ray, I saw that too. Chips. Flying around yeah. Big Ben. Yeah. I mean, fun. they have a big boss fight in the underground. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and also he um, what is it? They he doesn't he he's not um satisfied. Assassinate is not satisfied with merely shooting him in the head with um or just like stabbing him in the head with his quote uh letter opener. He has to drag him around the city to a point where. Spider-Man can get away from him and he swings away or he d- he wants to do it. He wants to embarrass him in front of a lot of people. So he yeah. brings him to a place where Spider-Man can swing away and it happens to be Big Ben. Is that what you mean by gimmicky? Like, is this I, I, like I, I felt like there was a lot of like landmarks, a lot of yeah. hit, hitting us over the head with landmarks, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I mean, he's got it. You got to like a trip to London. He's got to show him in these key places, really, because you'd be disappointed if he didn't. But at the same time, you'd feel like they're doing that right. for the sake of it. But um, and he does do he does do a fair bit of sightseeing as well, aside from anything that yeah. he's doing that's to do with the story. Well, he mentioned that he liked. <laughs> You know, doing the tourist stuff. Not only does he get to see them, he gets to touch them, and he was just scaling buildings and yeah. things like that. So uh, maybe it was more cool for Peter Parker rather than <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> and the way he was being perceived, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it would also be the same if, uh, if every issue of Spider-Man was fought underneath the uh, Statue of Liberty. Or right, right, right. Empire State Building or something, right? right. But so I, I, yeah, I totally get why it would feel kind of like gimmicky to have like a fight swinging around Big Ben, um, and like your only trip to the UK. Uh, but so like I don't know. It feels like it would. It feels like um, this story would read better as an American because you get to be like okay. They're in the UK, so I understand where they are. Like, th- this is, like, a landmark that I understand. But since this was, like, exclusive to the UK, it seems weird that they would, like, really force that. Board? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, really yeah. kind of shove it in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little strange. So here's the, here's the thing. For the record, this story has never, ever been reprinted in the UK, and it's ne- definitely never been printed in uh, the U.S., and it was very hard to find the story. I want to thank G.I. Jolie for her extra efforts into finding this story for us. She's I am. <laughs> Just call me Nancy Drew. Yes. So <laughs> Internet sleuth. I guess I, I can conclude by saying there's probably a reason this has never been reprinted. I'm definitely glad that I read it. I'm glad that we reviewed it. But I will probably never read it again. Uh... Harry, will you would you recommend the story? If somebody wanted to read a Spider-Man story, would you recommend this or would you recommend a different story? I wouldn't recommend going in for this as the no? first story you read. No. Is there another there Spidey story that you recommend? Didn't... Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Off the top of my head, but 
I will say there's a couple of things that I did really like in this, like the references to VAT. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a, that was she, solid. Yeah, that was rock VAT. solid. Yep. Yeah. There's okay, some good so, little nostalgia tidbits in there. Right. She grew up around that time. And Tori, I know this is your first Spider-Man comic, right? But I don't yeah. don't judge all Spider-Man comics by this comic. <laughs> but uh, do you recommend well, this I comic? Mean, I I enjoyed it. You okay. Know, um, it is a comic, and you know, even though the drawings aren't, I mean, I'm not well versed when it comes to. Uh, illustrations or anything but I thought it was good and um, it's interesting now knowing that Assassin 8 doesn't come back and they don't expand on the story at all so this being my first one it's kind of like okay this is an interesting foundation to have alright cool cool uh, G.I. Jolie what do you think you recommend this Um, I would recommend this if you wanted to be angry about re- like after reading Spider-Man comics and um, having, you know, okay, moderately good story- stories to read and then having those ripped away and then given this <laughs> for four issues and then never to return again. I would recommend it in that case. Okay. Okay, there you go. Josh, what do you think? Compared to all um, the 70 other weeks of spider so stories i i kind of enjoyed these comics more than um some of the other ones we've been reading we've kind yeah. of been in a little bit of a slump right uh, as far as spider-man goes so i don't think i would recommend this to somebody who has never read spider-man before but if you're a spider-man fan and you kind of want to see what a story would be like if he wasn't in new york and he was kind of out of his element or i guess maybe even in this case more in his element because it seems like he's doing much better in the UK. Um, I would definitely recommend it for that reason alone, especially with like the historical, um, you know, uh, like historical reasons, I guess, like the fact that these issues haven't been reprinted. uh, They were only in the UK. It's, it's pretty interesting. So um, I would definitely recommend it to Spider-Man fans who are interested in reading the story of uh, Spidey going on a little road trip. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, as a historical artifact, definitely read this story, especially because it's never mm. been reprinted. It's the first and only <laughs> uh, uh, Spidey original story done, at least in the 80s. I think it was some more later, but this was it for the 80s. So I, w- I want to, for our listeners out there, Harry and Tori are going to come back next week, but actually in five minutes, and we're going to review uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s. So please join us next week. And uh, Josh, you can take it from here. Yeah, we also want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, it really helps when you guys leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, or you could drop us a line on Twitter at, at @hctspidercast. Uh, we really want to know what you guys think about the comics that we're reading, and uh, we want to know what you guys think about the podcast itself. So please drop us a line. We want to keep that comic conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, this has been Here Comes the Spider Cat. All right. See you then.